0: The Daily Dribble. And
1: welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host Nick Zamet. Here back in the recording studio with none other than Mr. Liam Hancock. How's it going guys? Mate, electric, how are you? Real good. good. And Mr. Rohankoff. How are we going? It's uh,
0: another big week in ball. Playoffs oh, just around mate. the corner.
1: The countdown is on. We are now under 10 games for all 30 teams. Regular season games, that is. And every game now has an incredible amount of weight behind it, doesn't it? So much. It? Mm, so Especially much. Especially in the West. Like, has, it, has there, in recent memory, do you think, across both conferences, had standings, like, where, where as I said,
0: where each game it could impact them so much? Like, yeah, this yeah. is incredible. By this... Time of the year usually there's a lot of dead rubbers and it makes for very uninteresting ball. But it's quite the opposite this year at this point of the year. I've got to say, every single game. I've
2: got to say say, the amount of times I hear around this time of the year, has it ever been this close in each given conference? (laughs) Uh, I hear it every year. Is that that a Nick impression? I've heard it from. I've probably said it before. (laughs) I've heard it from our three of us, but. Seriously, yeah. In I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. In the east, it's pretty set, but in the west, so close. I say like well, four like, to like the twelfth team. If
1: you've got a team in that range, like there is just a profuse sweating going on at the moment. You from, just, from sunrise till sundown, mm-hmm. it is nonstop. Like I am on
0: tender hooks at the moment. As a Lakers fan, of oh, course, yeah. So. And I mean, even if you're sitting around the, it's. Quite insane because if you're sitting around the fifth-sixth spot, usually at this point of the year you're thinking, okay, I'm probably pretty set. Yeah, we can get look forward to the playoffs. But this year, no one's safe. And we love that. We love that. So a big episode in store, guys.
1: Before we get into it though, a big shout out to both the Stadium scene and the cover. Week in and week out. Here I am rehashing the same, the same scripted line, but I love it because it's true. Two fantastic networks doing fantastic things for not only us, but other content creators out there. We are very, very thankful for all their continued hard work and support of us. Um, it certainly means a lot to us. So a big shout out to both those networks there. Guys, we're going to rattle through some quick odds and ends. Mm. We're then going to get into our playoff wish list. So certainly looking forward to discussing them very shortly. It's but without further ado, it. odds and ends, starting with the news that Paul George is set to be mm. reevaluated in two to three weeks after suffering a right knee injury and the Clippers one-point loss to the Thunder earlier in the week. Uh, they actually made amends by beating the Clippers, mm. uh beating the Thunder, should I say, earlier today. But um, you know, with this injury, the impact, it's incredibly detrimental. Um, he's gonna miss the remainder of the regular season and part of the playoffs, depending on how that re-evaluation goes in that two to three mm. week time period. Um, he could be out for the entirety of their playoff, you know, quest. So mm. with that, lads, do you think without PG,
2: is there any chance? that the Clippers could be champions. Is there any chance at all, Lee? Like? Definitely not. I'm going to say definitely not. Your question should be, is there any chance that the Clippers make it past the first round without um, Paul George? Because my answer, if he's not playing at all in that first series, would probably be no. Early think, round exit. Is, you can't just take. Another disappointing year. Not mm. not a vital cog, but your. Your second most vital cog in Paul George. I would say he's equally, equally yeah, probably important. equally. Yeah. Probably yeah. on
1: the offensive end, he's yeah. probably one, one A with Kawhi, and okay. B on that end. Certainly, Not as overall players, you know, probably the other way around. But, but on yeah. that offensive side,
2: let's just say you can't take your most um vital cog out of your lineup and make yep. it out the first round. Mm.
1: Well, for yourself,
2: no. Roy. Then, if if PG were to return.
1: Mm-hmm. Where do you find the? Where are you seeing the Clippers
0: at the moment? It's like? really really interesting, isn't it? Because on paper, and we've said this particularly this year, because their roster is extremely deep, and that when you've got two superstars such as PG and Kawhi headline in it, mm. you'd think to yourself, okay, these guys should be there right at the point end. But for me personally, I'm still a little bit sceptical because. Yeah. They've had their troubles with injuries, as we've seen, but even when they have been out there, like it hasn't filled me with a heap of comp- confidence in the in the Clippers. No, I agree. Uh, um, so to answer your question, though, without PG, come these playoffs, they're going to be no chance for the championship. I think it's a team that will rely on all their stars being out there, all their role players being available yep. at the right time. And unfortunately for the Clippers, we've seen it with Kawhi during the regular season. We've seen it now with... PG, uh, it's not ideal at this time of the year. It's not the time of year that you want injuries, is no. it? Like it
1: really is. I, I think I, I tend to agree with you, too. I think this is probably just about curtains if PG's out. Mm. Um, as a Lakers fan, I'm trying to say that without a smile on my face. But um, <laughs> You dirty dog. I, yeah. I, 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 I think if that would have, you know, how the season would have go, you know, first-round ex, exit, hypothetically, this current stretch, this current iteration mm. with Paul George and Kawhi over the last, what is it, four seasons now? Would have been four
2: years. How yeah, disappointing. What yeah. a
1: disappointing little four year patch that's been. And poor Stevie Ballmer, if he had any hair, he would have ripped it all out. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah, I think a, a very a very
2: uh, impactful move there for the Clippers. Uh, another week's um come and gone. Mm. What are what have our thoughts
0: on Russ at the Clippers been? Uh for me personally. Hasn't moved the needle too much for okay. mine. Oh, okay. No, I don't think so personally. Like that, he hasn't been. He hasn't impacted for mine. But yeah, yeah
1: and the fact that you can't play him down the stretch is quite worrying. Just, it's a huge detriment. Uh, I uh, yeah, it's it's to, the rust situations. It's laughable because I, I love him. I so I love do I. everything yeah. about him. His energy, his enthusiasm. But sometimes the way he plays the game, and especially in these l- the latter years of his career. Mm. Leaves a lot to be desired. Mm. Um, and I just don't think it's it's there with the clippers. I mm. think they would have been probably better served having Reggie Jackson still or making, you know, a different move, not the Westbrook move as such. Yeah. So, I'm with you. In other news, a player returning this week, Carl Anthony Towns. Oh yeah, cat sat out. We put a post on the socials, guys, last night. Check it out if you haven't already. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Um, around the news that cat returned after 51 games on the sidelines. Mm after with that calf injury um first return since november he put up 22 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals and sunk the game winning three throws huge as the as the wolves claimed a very very vital mm. win there 125 to 124 over the hawks now with cat coming into the fold lads mm. is this one a positive or negative do you think for the
0: wolves <laughs> Interesting like it, though,
1: he's probably one of, if not their best player, and
0: it's funny yeah, asking yeah. this question, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But at the same time, it's a, it's kind of a difficult one to answer at this point because even like we we ha- haven't really seen this iteration too often throughout the regular season we're almost at the playoffs yes. and it still sort of seems like a new type of experiment it does so it's interesting it's gotten off to a good start obviously good for the Timberwolves and hopefully they can carry it along and make the playoffs and who knows what will happen with him there um but I think I still need another week or two to figure yeah. out if this is going to actually benefit them or put them under detriment and like in terms of like as we said, all these teams now under 10 games to go in the regular
1: season, like continuity mm. plays a big part in in teams' playoff aspirations. Mm. You know, you're adding a very, very big cog. It's not just a player around the fringes here. No. Do you think this is of benefit or do you think they would have been better served if Cat had been, you know, out for the remainder
2: of the season? Um, It, it is a tough one. I, I think it would have been... Better if he was just didn't get injured, to be honest, especially the way Nas
1: playing.
0: Yeah, Nas Reid is an doing, energy yeah. guy. The way he gets up and down the court for a big is wicked. And those guys are so important. Those Nas types—they're underrated because they yes. probably don't fill up the box score, but what they provide, just in terms as you were saying, Nick, energy and keeping the team morale up. Oh, it's invaluable. I don't
2: think anyone's looking at the T-Wolves so, though and saying these guys are making it even past the first round.
0: Yep. You know, at yeah, least I, I'm, not, I'm with you. I'm with I, you. I
2: think they haven't had enough time together as a whole team. Um bring bring next season on and you know, they might look a bit different, mm. but um not this year. There you go. There you have it. Put a bow in the Timberwolves season, says Lee. <laughs> um, a bow has already
1: been put through the Houston Rockets season. Well and truly. Despite that, they've still they're still making moves. They have signed free agent DJ Augustine for mm. the remainder of the season. 35 years of age. You, you know, he might be using this last, you know, 10 games as just mm. hopefully a bit of a, a bit of a chance to to gain a contract next year. Um played 976 career games. Vet. Uh He is a vet. Mm -hmm. He is a vet. He averaged nine and a half points, two rebounds, four assists across his career. Um, Last played with the Lakers across Mm -hmm. the 2021-2022 season. But could this serve as a good opportunity, granted, you know, 10 games to go, for these young guards in Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., just to, you know, not saying that DJ Augustine was a world beater and MVP level player, but just a little bit of, you know, bringing that experience, that on-court, off-court leadership, just kind of. You know, showing them a few little veteran tricks will certainly probably be invaluable for
0: two very bright young stars. Mm, I certainly think so. And um, I think just the fact that he's he's always been a little bit of a floor general throughout the course yes. of his career. And since they lost John Wall, who was that veteran guy for that Rockets team, um, and obviously that ended the way it did, they needed someone else to fill that spot for that older head just to, I don't know, because the Rockets for mine have been a team which, They've shown a lot of immaturity, and they probably haven't had the guidance that they've needed, yep. that they've, they've required, which happens with young teams. Kind of like the inmates, especially since Gordon left, the inmates running the asylum a little bit, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? It is a bit. It's like the longest yard type <laughs> yeah. thing. But um, I think it's a really good, um, really good acquisition, even if it's for the you know just the remainder of this season. Hopefully, he earns a contract. Yep. But um, we'll see how that pans out. Just quickly, does anyone know where is John Wall? It's a, it's a Wait, great where question. actually is John Ball? Did Walton he not home? go to the Rockets? I swear,
1: was at the Rockets? Did he get waved again or anything of the kind? Like I think he no, just, maybe he's out the league. Just dropped off the face of the planet. Maybe he can go join Bledsoe in China. <laughs> yeah, the Kway Sharks, whatever. Is he it in it. China? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably putting up eighty over there. The, the Chinese. Oh, I was actually looking through some of the Chinese stats mm. the other day. Um, they just came up, and like I was looking through the points per game assists. There is like. One bloke had like a 50 point, 20 assist game or something, or was it 60 point? Yeah. And some of the box scores they put up over there, especially these US players going over, is just ridiculous. Like, some of these games must be that fun to watch. Like, oh. I wish we, could, wish we could
2: stream the Chinese League. Even, I think it'd be a legend. Even Dwight's stats, like, I see them pop up, and I, and I genuinely don't know if it's like, for real or Two K score is If you set
0: the <laughs> set the uh, the level to easy, yeah. you have one player who just tortures everyone. Um, I'm currently looking as to where John Wall is. Please. Coincidentally, thought of a fun name for the episode. Where's Wally? <laughs> because we have no idea where Wally that's is. Not, that's not bad actually. Um, it's Wally? He's a free agent. Yeah, he's that's a free good. agent following a second buyout from Houston. So yeah. look, Sadly. he's just not hanging around at the minute. But he'll be there. He'll be back.
1: It's uh, you can't keep a good man down <laughs> unless <laughs> you
0: it's can't. Isaiah Thomas. That is. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, oh, too soon. <laughs> Far too soon. Sorry,
1: I'll push ahead. That's a good uh, good segue. Not a good segue, but a good prompt. <laughs> <Just move on. laughs> yeah. Um, LeBron James, the yes. king. Speaking of the Lakers and all good things there in LA, um, he's started to, ret- to ramped up on-court activity, should I say. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no timeline for his return as of yet. Optimism, though, that he might be able to return for the last three or four games of the regular season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, he's certainly hoping so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Are the Lakers now, again, I don't want to crow too early or put the basis... Like, this is on the basis that they make the plane, mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Do you think they could really shake things up and be a contender. If LeBron comes back with their roster the way it's currently
0: constructed, mm. are they a team to be feared? If they can sneak in there, even if they can sneak in that last playing spot, mm-hmm. if LeBron James is back, I I won't count them out. I just refuse to, particularly with these acquisitions, who, some of which have looked really good since acquiring them. So I won't rule them out, but it's very, very heavily reliant on LeBron returning, and I guess the nick is in once the once he does return. Yes. Um, what about you, Lee? They're the most unpredictable team in the NBA. <laughs> I know.
1: It's a roller coaster,
0: isn't it? It yeah, really you know, is. And it
2: hasn't. Cha- their, their lineup has changed since the start of the season. But that we were saying the exact same thing at the start when we're doing the standings. I don't know if they're going to be ten or if they're going to be four. Mm. I think I had them first. Oh,
0: I think God, I had them right you, up really? there, like blind, blind optimism. Nick, why does this not surprise me? uh yes. yeah. No, I love it. I, I just love can't it. help myself. You gotta you gotta ride with your team. I you do indeed. Die, yeah. Any
2: team with LeBron and A D as your stars yeah. could make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah. So I'll yeah.
1: say yes. I reckon thinking on the fly next week, just because things will have a little more clarity about playoff matchups and things of the kind, we could probably look at, you know, predicted winners in these series. Yes, yeah. But would you, you know, without giving too much away, if the Lakers were to finish, you know, seventh or eighth, getting the playoffs. Would you be backing them possibly against the Denver or Sacramento or Memphis? Any of these teams in that upper echelon oh, of the West? If we're
0: out of those three, I would against Sacramento. Yeah, and Yeah, I yep. think so as well. I think say, that's a that'd be a real danger series for Sacramento. Yeah. How unfortunate would it be for them to come up against the LeBron-led Lakers in the first round yeah, of the that playoffs? Sucks, that's that'd it? be so unfortunate for them. But who but knows?
1: It's kind of a shame. Like if you're from Australia and listen to this podcast, big shout out to all of our Aussie mates and. At the AFL, if you finish in the top four here, you kind of – you get that second chance, don't you? Yeah, it's Um, sort of
0: like a – I don't know. It's a sigh of relief because it's like if things go pear-shaped in that first week, we're still going to be around. Yeah, and granted, they play one game, Mm. one game do or die. Like, they've got
1: seven-game series. But is that something you guys would like to see possibly? Like, a bit of a reward? Like, I guess the reward Mm. at the minute is you play the teams lower in the standings. Mm. But would you like to see something like this double chance maybe? Ooh, I don't know. I'm I'm not quite
0: sure because, as you were saying, Nick. Like again, this se- is off the fly. So, yeah. I,
1: again, I, I'm not sure how it would work. Yeah,
0: either. neither. But I, I think the fact that it's the seven-game series, it gives – like, if you're losing a seven-game series, I think that's sort of like yeah, your chance. Like, if you're good enough to win that series – like, if you're good enough to progress, you should be winning that seven-game series. So, so, if one game, you know, one team might turn up and the other doesn't, seven yeah, levels it out.
2: I think so. I think so. And you agree with that, Lee? I agree. I think you're saying, do they get that second chance? I think they've got seven chances. That's they've well, got yeah, seven there you go. chances. Can't argue with that, mate. We'll see. Oh, no, they've got seven games to play.
1: Beautiful, lads. Let's push ahead. Daily trouble. As we said, top of the show. Playoff wish lists. Now these are kind of, you know, things we think playoff teams can either change or need or do. Just to get them into being a bit of a title challenger. Mm. Now I'm interested to hear what we've got here. We've each put forth two. Um, right, let's let's
0: transition to you first this week, matey.
1: Let's. Uh... He wasn't expecting.
0: Oh that. look, I'm j- never really the first person <laughs> off the rank, but I'll, I'll you know start the trend this week. There you something, go. I love
2: it. Something for a contending team that we think they need to do be- to become strong title chances
0: was your. Yes. Chat message. Yeah. Yeah. So in, from my perspective, I took this as, as a team who. It's probably still going to be around the mark, but at the, at this very stage, they're probably not like the Bucs. They're not yes, like Denver, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, my first one regarding the Golden State Warriors. Now, people might say it's ridiculous for them not to be true contenders given they've got the calibre of players yeah. that they do have and they're coming off being reigning champions as well. No. And I'd understand that to some extent, but I think for them to get back into the true contender status Here we go. come I'm these playoffs, this. I think they need far, far more consistency from some of their key players and note- mm. notably Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson. Mm. Because for me, the difference between their best this season and their worst has been, it's been uh, like really wide disparity throughout the course of the season. Like I was looking over Jordan Poole's box score throughout the course of the season. He's had some games where he's been single- single digits, yes. mm. but yeah. then he has the occasional, he goes, he explodes. And same thing for Clay, probably not as low as the floor, but definitely, oh, yeah. I,
1: I, I agree with that. Like, I think him and Jordan Poole are almost, it almost seems identical players at the moment. They do, absolutely. And mm. as for as good as Curry is, like all time, one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. greatest shooter
0: of all time, there's only so much he can do. He can only do so much. And look, the fact of the matter is without us knowing what the status of Andrew Wiggins will be for the rest of the regular season and for these playoffs. Mm -hmm. They need these sort of second and third in charges to step up massively, particularly on the offensive end. We know what we're going to get from Steph pretty much every night. He's pretty much good for... 25 to 30 most mm-hmm. nights and even if he doesn't he's still among the sort of um assist leaders and but the way he draws players he
1: does like he he gains a team of two or three like that is the power he possesses definitely
0: and doesn't show up in the box score but it's a huge that decoy role at times exactly, yeah absolutely 100 exactly. percent agree with that but <laughs> there's a part of me thinking they're well, particularly Clay Thompson, he's been there, done that in the past. Yes. I think come these playoffs, he could switch into playoff clay. I don't know if he's ever been referred Game to. Game six as clay. clay. Game six clay. <laughs> Game play, six yeah. But um I think that could be a real um factor as to how far they go in these playoffs. Because if Steph's doing it all, I who knows, they could be a first round exit. That's if what? they have if he had if oh, sorry, if Steph has <laughs> um helpers. Such as Clay and such as Jordan Poole, then who knows? I'm I. They're a team that I will refuse to rule out. It's mm. somewhat on my end expected for Jordan Poole to have a couple of off games in the
2: playoff series with the pressure and being so young. But Clay, who's been he's there, not that young is he? What what is he? He's still like twenty three or something. Really? I feel like a good question. Not sure. You were just but, but, but yeah. Clay being there so many times, you need to know what you're going to get out of him who each night. Still? 20, twenty play. What 23. is he? Twenty three. Twenty three. Spot on. Yeah. You Do need. You feel like he's average. He's averaged twenty points this season. Four mm. and a half,
1: or well, nearly three rebounds. Four and a half assists. Mm. Does it feel like he's a twenty point per game scorer? And I
0: know Steph has missed mm. a lot of time. Clay's missed time.
1: Does it? Does it feel like he's that level? So from my no.
0: perspective, it doesn't. And it sort of did surprise me when I was looking at his stats um, a few nights ago. And as I was saying it. He has these big nights, like you have like almost 40 points, mm. but then you have really quiet games and it sort of evens it out. Yes. I would ra- yep. I think we've said it in the past yeah. with certain players, but I'd rather he be like a 21-point-a-night player as opposed to some nights he's scoring seven points and some nights he's scoring 40. Yeah, like play, Like just meet us in the middle and yep. I think that'll serve the Warriors well.
1: Do you think the Warriors are still a chance? If
2: they are the reigning defending champs of the NBA. We were we were saying at, at the clip Clippers a chance without Paul George. Are the Warriors a chance without Wiggins? He is such a vital. I say this all the time, but he's such a vital cog. Mm. That is my word, vital cog. I, I was about to say you were <laughs> running that up tonight, my man, and I love it. I Not love only it. defensively, we know how he's probably behind Draymond Green, one of the one of the best on the team. <laughs> But offensively as well, he, any night he can he can blow up the scoreboard. So yeah, I, I, I don't day. even think they're a chance without Andrew Wiggins. So You you see, I think they are,
1: and partly just a couple of weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have thought this, but the last couple of weeks, the output of Jonathan Kaminga yes, yeah, yeah. has
0: been fantastic. It's been impressive. It and has, that's yeah. kind
1: of almost that little diamond in the rough. They needed, they were looking at, you know, they've got um, Moody, Kaminga, these young players, that needed one to step up and kind of For assert sure. themselves into the playoff mm-hmm. rotation. And I think he's done that again. Granted, he's not in the level of an Andrew Wiggins, but he might be just able to fill that role well enough. Uh, I think it's a real flip of the coin. If Wiggins were in the fold, I think they would
0: almost be hard to bet against. Mm, They'd be a uh, sleeper, as ridiculous as that sounds. Yeah. They probably haven't been given the attention. But yeah. if, yeah, if they had him inserted back into that lineup, oh, you could not write them off at any cost. Very good, Lee. I might mm. go next. Go ahead. Um, I've got the Grizzlies. Yes. Now, being much spoken about.
1: On my wish list, they would be wishing for a team player in Dylan Brooks. A team player in Dylan now, Brooks, yes. Yeah. You're with, never getting that. I'm on a mm. level with you. This guy is undoubtedly the most hated guy in the league. He's a real prick. There's no if, right but, or maybe about. No, no, no. Just forever. No, he's <laughs> <not> forever. <laughs> Right. He's a, for eternity. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's a real piece of work. But... He can still be a very valuable contributor for this team. Yes. Depending on a few key factors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't try and make himself bigger than the game. Often we see him get into fights. Yep. We see him kind of almost take take pride in that, detracting from the game, detracting from momentum, making himself kind of, you know, the butt of it all. Huge um, ego. A huge ego in yep. that regard. And it really does ruin real momentum. I've watched yeah. quite a lot of games where he's, you know, gotten fouled out or he's tried to turn it into a 1v1 battle. Yes. Um, and that, when you've got players like Jar Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, you simply cannot have this guy going 1v1. He no. is not that good. You're not um, that guy. With the, He's not that guy. No. He needs to really look to find his shots within the flow of the offense. He's averaging 14 points a game this season on 14 field goal attempts. Mm. Now, that's just not going to cut it. Um, I've seen multiple games where he's tossed up 20-plus shots a game. That just simply cannot happen. Unacceptable. Um, he's shooting at 39% from the field, 32.5% from three, and 79% from the line this season. It's just not good enough. And based on the volume of shots he's taking, you know, the correlation there, it's not It's not a great mm. sign. Mm. Um, so, you know, I think he uh, he needs to make sure he's putting up high-quality looks. You know, he has a tendency to really as i said if he if he uh is feeling himself mm. he'll take three three shots in the first couple of minutes if one goes down even just one that's enough of a heat check for him it's open yeah, season yeah mm. yeah and you can't you can't you just cannot get the ball out of his hands so um you know he he's got to understand he's probably mm. the fourth option when they've got a healthy starting five mm. you've got morant you've got jaron jackson jr you've got desmond bain he's probably that fourth Four. guy stephen yep. adams if he's healthy playing mm. probably the five or Xavier Tillman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that I as playoff de-intensifies, mm. you're not going to get as many looks. Mm. There's yeah. not there's just not as many shots in a game. Um so you really need to work out where those shots are going to the right people at the right times. Um so I really hope for the Grizzlies, I think if there to be a chance, they're going to have to get the best out of Dylan Brooks. Think, so, he's I, the he's sorry. the key cog, I
2: think. I think this is a case of just do what you're good at. This guy's, a, your line, hey. mm. this guy's a brilliant defender. This guy can defend. Did you see that clip of him defending Curry? Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's on Block on him. He's, he's great he's defender. Hunting. Come playoffs time, focus on your defense. On the offensive side of things, I think the coaching staff and Jenkins have to be a bit more stern with him because mm. he cannot be putting up 20 shots a game. <laughs> you say, okay, if you miss this many or if you take this absurd amount of shots – you're getting subbed out. I'm going to put a little guess on it. In their playoff series,
1: Series, if he takes any more than, I'm going to say 15 shots in a game,
2: even that. the Grizzlies lose. Yeah.
1: Any game he takes 15 or more, I'm going to say they lose.
2: I there's think, I think you're right. That,
0: that could be a fun prediction in a week or two time. <laughs> you keep tabs on that. <laughs> I'll keep tabs the on over under. Yeah, what what do t- you think the likelihood of that is, Nick, of him becoming that team player that they need, becoming the guy who knows his limits. Because as I I agree with you in terms of that could be the difference. That could certainly be the difference. But I also think that a guy like Dylan Brooks, from what we know about him, when the lights are bright, that probably uh, his ego grows to an unknown level like when that up? happens. And I think yeah, he will... Yeah he'll probably put up even more shots which could be certainly to their detriment by the sounds of it just looking at him and i don't want to stereotype or do anything here but but you're about to yeah i'm going to anyway <laughs> yes, um, yeah. does he
1: kind of look like the guy who just like and the way he comes out and plays we're in the locker room just before you know game time he's got that white line fever mm-hmm. energy just be doing a couple of lines of
0: whiz fizz in the back just to well, get himself G'd up. I, I, don't, I honestly don't think he needs it to be. I think no. he's just that guy. But like, he just I looks think he's,
1: like he's coming out ready. Like He, he ready looks to buzzed, doesn't he? He yeah, does look Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. I, I mean, know what Did you, mean. you see um, Kyrie not take his jersey in? Yeah, jersey I loved that. I loved that. <laughs> I'm we, all for that. Did we see Draymond's subsequent reaction <laughs> <Yeah>. to that? <laughs> yeah. He just, he loves that. It's, um, I was waiting for Draymond's reaction.
1: But again, granted, on the opposite side, teams, you know, because of their hatred towards him, if they try and target him, like he is a good defender, as you said, Lee, like, it could almost work mm-hmm. in the opposite side as a as a real positive. Yeah. Um, as yeah. teams to try and make a beeline and really punish him. He is a good enough defender to stack up with them. Um, yeah. And then with the you know the secondary support then from Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Tillman, Adams, if he comes mm-hmm. back, not sure of his status, mm. like.
0: It's uh, going to be an interesting series to whoever the Grizzlies play. I'm, I'm looking forward to well, it. But. Just quickly, what is your uh, ceiling on the Grizzlies this year come the playoffs? So
1: currently they reside the second. It looks, you know, the, the Kings have had a couple of losses mm. there. As it stands at the moment, um, if everything were to work out, they would be playing the Wolves. Yep, yeah. Mm. Uh, I 100% back them in that, Me I too. think. Yep. After that, I don't. I think, once, I think the second round is probably their ceiling. I don't think whichever teams make the second round, I think they're probably all going to be better than
0: the Grizzlies. I would have more faith in them. Mm. Uh, so that's where I see them ending up there. And they probably had a more, even more a more stable season last year Yeah, and they had a really good regular season, but they couldn't, again, just couldn't quite get past that second round, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. There you go. Lee, mm. third cap, <laughs> off the rank. What have you got for us? Okay, there is a
2: glaringly obvious flaw with the Sacramento Kings. Can somebody say it for me? The big D. Yep. The defense. defense. We've only said this for however many seasons now
0: and nothing's changed. And it's so glaring that I had the exact same one. (laughs) I I, I had it as well and I thought. You have it? Um, No, I didn't. I changed. I thought, oh, I feel like
1: like we could all have this. We would have. But, But yeah, the Kings, absolutely.
2: Let's touch on the Kings for a while. They rank. 27th mm-hmm. in opponent points yeah. allowed per game. How is someone who, that is third in the West oh, yeah. ranked 27th? In Phoenix, I looked at that and I thought they were going to be probably 29th or 30th. Yeah, yeah. So when
1: yeah. I saw
2: that, I was like, oh, that's actually
1: oh, yeah, not that's bad. Right. Yeah. No, how yeah. disgusting is that
2: for oh, a team right. third? Yeah. Yeah. And, and how is it possible? How is it, it, it possible, exactly? <laughs> it doesn't matter how good you are offensively. If you're, pa- if you're playing defence on the same level as someone like the Pistons or the Spurs, unfortunately, in my opinion, mm. you're not, making a deep playoff run what's the um is it
1: five t- or top 10 i think or every championship team in the last however many years mm. like I've,
0: i'm using this very wishy-washy mm. has been the top 10 in both categories and i think i looked at the same thing and i think i found the same yeah team you know that, what i'm yeah, talking about yeah. but like if for a team to be
1: 27 it's not mm. as if they're on the periphery of like 12 13 14 yeah. they're Pretty right much down the bottom. Yeah, yeah. right down um, the dweller.
2: Which I think based on historical evidence suggests that they are not going to win the title. No. A lot of the points that they give up come from in the paint. They give up 54 points in the paint per game at, on average. Um, that It's very, very poor interior defence. Like Sabonis, as good as he is offensively, he's not the greatest def- defender. He's more a power forward, isn't he? Like If yeah, you've got him playing centre, he is a small ball centre, yes.
1: mixing it up with some very big guys in Jokic and Aiton. Mm, um, monsters. It doesn't really, it's not a good matchup. No, and like playing that small ball, they're able to attack up and down the floor yeah. rapidly, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But on the opposite end, as you said, like you're going to give up a lot of points.
2: Their backup center is Metu. <laughs> so it's like, what's his name? Chip. I've got a funny name, Teresa or something. Yeah, Metu. Yeah. yeah uh, some guys the, are In so... the
0: Metuverse. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Metu. good one. Off the fly, I don't yeah. mind.
2: I just don't know why in the, uh, oh. in the, before the trade deadline, they didn't pick up one of these, um, you know, formidable defensive centers. You know who they could have brought back? Mm-hmm. And I say this because I want to see
1: him back in the league, and I think he could do a job oh, and it would have been fun Flum- to say, yes, you know who. Big Bull. Yeah, yeah. Big, Big Demarcus Bull. Cousins. How fun yeah. would that I have been? Know, that so. would have been incredible.
2: Oh, he loves to score points, but he could also play D as well. Right? you yes. yeah, saw so yep. a couple of these guys that did get traded. I'm talking Mo Bamba, Mason mm-hmm. Plumley. Like mm. Mat- Matisse Thybulle isn't a big, but he would have helped their defense. woes. would have
1: been a really, really good Andy. pickup. Yeah. Yep. Really good
2: pickup, I think. I Even think Andre so. Drummond, they could have gone out and, and got, but they didn't. The question then comes, can they change if they don't acquire a formidable big man uh defensive center or, or just player in general before the playoffs? And yeah. here is my... I'm not going to say solution, but here's my recommendation. Go on. You need to sacrifice some of your offensive output for some defensive output. And what I mean by that is you've got to try different lineups, okay? Mm -hmm. So their worst defensive rating comes when Fox Herder Malik Monk, Barnes, and some bonuses on the floor. That is Such a yeah. horrible defensive lineup. Yep. That
0: is disgusting. It is so- the only guy on that lineup which I'd give any defensive credit to is Harrison Barnes. Yeah. The rest of them, yeah, yeah, leaky.
2: 118 def- oh. uh, defensive rating when mm. when they're on the floor. But listen to this when. It- Keegan Murray or Davian Mitchell, or both are on the court at once. Their defensive rating comes back down to one hundred and eight to one hundred and
1: ten. He he's playing. playing. Yeah. He? I feel like he's been really quiet the last couple of weeks. Yeah,
0: he's been swept under the carpet a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah.
2: okay, I'm with you. So, yeah. recommendation trial some lineup. You don't have long, but trial some like different lineups before the, the 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 playoffs. Even then, they're probably still hoping f- to come up against another. You know, pretty poor defensive team, so they can't exploit, you know, their saving grace being their offense. Good
1: timing because they're, they're two games currently back of the Grizzlies. Mm. I probably don't think they get there. Mm. Just after the last couple of couple of games, they've probably just fallen off. Third, they'll certainly take. They're five games up on Phoenix, so they're pretty well locked into third just about, at, mm. at, at worst. Yeah. So as yeah. you said, Lee, this is a perfect opportunity to really play with some things. Mm. You know, see see what they can make. Mike Brown just tests the waters. Um, see what sticks, what doesn't. But I agree. Like they have, we just spoke about the Grizzlies and how playoff mm. defense
0: has tighten. Uh, I don't think it's going to hit any team as hard as the Kings. No, I think you're spot on. And it, it's a really tricky situation, actually, for them to be a part of because, yes, they look at their season thus far, particularly after the last 15 years of being awful. I wasn't going to say oh, it. I I like, like, no, so.
1: My ears just perked up for a <laughs>
0: And you come out of this season and you go, look, we've had such an incredible season, all things considered. Yeah. But if we play at this standard of defense come the playoffs, so we're going to be potentially be a first-round exit and it could all be for nothing. So yeah. it's a tricky situation in the fact that they have to find a defensive identity within the last few weeks in preparation for the playoffs. Or else, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they were out in the first round, and it would be really disappointing. I agree with everything that you two were saying in terms of experiment with the lineups. You guys will think I'm taking the piss, but like, get a guy like Deli in there, like for yeah, his defensive, yeah. No, uh, I, I I agree aspect of his game, as you were saying before, Davion Mitchell. Harrison Show them Farm. the difference it makes on the court when you've got a guy
1: who's willing to lay his, his ass on the lines yep. Yep. and really pr- hangs his hat in that area.
0: A hundred percent. That'll permeate through the squad. It does. Yeah. It sets the standard as to. And I, I think someone like Delhi as well will come to the playoffs and in preparation for the playoffs rather will say to these guys, look, I've been here before. That's I know huge. what it takes mm-hmm. in terms of I know what the standard is. Yep. These other Kings should be opening their ears and paying attention because they haven't been there in so long. So they should take the advice from someone who has. Absolutely. And um, I think that's going to be massively important, whether it's possible to turn their whole defence side of the game around in such a short amount of time. Big ask. Different question, but that's what it's going to take for them to progress past the first round, in let, my opinion. Let me tell you something that will no doubtedly
2: surprise you both. It surprised the heck out of me. Mm. Their best offensive rating comes when Darren Fox isn't even on the floor. Mm. It comes when their two best defensive players are on the floor, Davion Mitchell and mm. Keegan Murray. Isn't mm. that interesting? 123 mm. defensive rating. Isn't that odd? It is. Yeah. It is
1: odd. Yeah. 123 offensive, yeah. was it? Yep. Yeah, okay. That's, that's isn't that ridiculous. Mm. It's it's funny. I keep um so I I use a site um it's called rotawire yes yeah and it has all your yeah your your lineups and Mm -hmm. it's good just to say who's in who's out and at the bottom of the lineups it always has the over under yep and i love looking at what it has for the kings and so often now i'm seeing higher 230s 239 into 240s and i'm Mm -hmm. like as soon as it gets above 240 you've got to almost back the under in every time i think yeah but continually i I look at their (laughs) scores and it's to fifty to yes. sixty, and it's yep. like, is this a joke? Mm. And not just the Kings, a lot of teams now, but the Kings in particular. Some of these scores this season, it's just absurd. Mm. It really, really is. Yeah, they know how to
0: fill. They know how to put the ball in the bucket. Like if,
1: if you're a, if you're a um a lover of pure basketball and, and defense, <laughs> this season ain't for you. Yes, no, no, you just no, don't, don't worry know. about the regular season. Pack
0: her up and gear up for the playoffs. Yeah, rating, so. yep. early predictions. Kings first round. Oh. What are we saying? I'm gonna say. So who would they be coming up against at the moment in that first round <laughs> Sorry, as it stands? Man. As things stand, they'd be facing the Warriors. That's a <laughs> that's, team
2: that you do, I, I, if I was the Kings, oh, I'd want to go up against the Warriors. I think you,
1: that's I, I think I, so too, just because they're a run and gun shoot the three ball team yeah. as well. Like both teams are going to live by the three die by
2: the three, I think. Yeah. And it yeah, probably, well, probably works best for them. You know what? I would say, given the Golden, (laughs) given the Warriors' uh, road record, and given the Kings would get home court advantage, I'd back the Kings. Actually, didn't you see they're now being called the
1: Road Warriors? Two road victories in a row here. Yeah, they're (laughs) starting to make a stunning. They're now nine and twenty-nine on the road. How good is that?
0: Might be unpopular opinion, but I would have Golden State every day of the week in that series, regardless of their championship pedigree. I think so. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Who who would you have? Oh, uh, mm, uh, this is tough. Yeah. No, I think I've got to go by a bigger sample size and mm. agree with Rowe. As, as fun as it would be to probably cheer for the Kings, and, uh, I'd be I back in the Kings. That'd be fun games. Uh, I'd love, they? Them, love oh, them to win. That'd yeah. be such fun games. Mm. But I think I've just got to, you know, Steph Curry is going to be the best player on the court. Yeah. And that, yeah. I hold a lot of weight to that. <laughs> so. Yes. 100%. Um, very good. Let's push ahead, Lee, with your. So that was your second one as that well. That was my Roe. second as well. I'll go with my second. Yes. Please do. So I've got the Miami Heat. Okay. Now, they're mm-hmm. in a funny spot because they've been making a bit of a uh, a bit of a surge lately. They um, and they're hanging on the periphery. Forgive me, let me just check. They might have even today with today's results uh climbed in. They have indeed with the Brooklyn losing, they've climbed into the sixth spot, mm-hmm. currently in a playoff position. Handy. Um for me, I think on their wish list would be for their shooters to turn up. Yeah. Now, yeah. from deep in particular. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be the only way that i think they'll bear a genuine threat and be mm-hmm. a tough out. Uh, last season, the Heat shot the three ball at 38%, one of the best in the league. Mm. This season, they've been going at 34%. Okay. Now, they certainly have the players capable of, of ripping a game wide open, looking namely at Tyler Hero, Max Struess, Caleb Martin as mm. probably their three premier three-point shooters. But then you've got that accompanied by Lowry, Love Butler has been knocking down the three ball mm. a little bit more mm. as of late. Mm. Max, uh, not Max true, sorry Oladipo, and even Duncan Robinson, mm. who's seen spot minutes this year, but we know he's a flamethrower when he catches fire. Mm. If they can get this to click, they're going to be a tough out. I think they're not mm. a team you'd want to face, especially when you've got a guy who's all heart, all grit and grind like Jimmy Butler, who's going to, with every fiber of mm. his being, claw this team as far as it can go. Um, you know, they're going to be tough. I really think, though, the barometer for them is Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. He shoots eight attempts from three a game, converting at 37.5% this season. He can get one or two to go down early. Again, we said about Dylan Brooks, who gets the green light then. Mm-hmm. Hero's the same. If he gets one or two early, he catches fire. That is going to be the difference between them winning and losing, I think. And as yeah. I said, for them to be a threat, the 3 balls ball's got to go down. Uh, defensively, they've got... Got the players there. Mm. Jimmy, bam, um, Larry's a pig.
0: Kevin mm-hmm. Love. There's enough there. It's just mm. about making shots, I think, for them. And, you know, as I said, I wouldn't want to face them. I'm with you. And I think they're a scary team in the fact that they've had got they have guys on their roster at the minute who have at the very pointy end of the year and mm. i don't i think it it always goes overlooked for some one reason or another even if like they probably haven't had the greatest regular season if they come into the playoffs and you've got the guys like jimmy you've got the guys like larry mm. love but these know, guys know what it's about it it has a massive impact, but then also you look at the year where the Heat made it to the finals and their shooters were clicking. And we look at like guys like Duncan Robinson, who was seems like a completely different player in every aspect now, but yes. there's other guys, doesn't have to be Duncan, even though that would be handy, who need to step up if they're going to have a chance come these playoffs. And I'm with you, Nick, they're sort of to a certain extent they're like the Warriors in the fact that I don't want to write them off regardless of where they finish yeah. in the playoffs, even if they finish where they are at the at the minute. Yeah. Um, I still think they're a very good chance at progressing. This might be a hot take. And I'd probably go You know to- what happened last time when we did a hot take <laughs> with Herb Jones, don't we? Oh, here we go. Here we
2: go. I would arguably give uh give Gabe Vincent more minutes come playoffs time than Kyle Lowry. Like yeah, okay. uh, I'm all for you putting Kyle Lowry on in the fourth because he has been there before and he can kind of, you know, be that floor general in the floor in the fourth. He has a high IQ. But mm-hmm. first, second and third, I'd put Gabe Vincent out there for the reasons that you know yeah, you to to this Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. hit shots. Yeah, brilliant. I love it. I'm looking forward to seeing what the heat can do. Lads, I tell you what, the light is
1: quickly diminishing here in the studio. <laughs> We've, uh, we're plotting. We're going to put the clocks back in a couple of weeks' time. So um, the nights are short, certainly drawing in quickly here, aren't they? The one where wow, we don't geez. use the
0: old, our old friend, the ring light, oh, and this my. happens, and we're about to be sitting in pitch black, pitch black in so. Lee, well, <laughs> L-
2: what have you got for us, buddy? I've got um, something from the Phoenix Suns. Excellent. So so when KD comes back, yep. Um, from an opposition's point of view, all eyes are going to be on him and D book. That's no questions. Double teams, triple teams, left, right, and center on these two. Mm-hmm. It's going to inevitably give a lot more room, um, for uh, Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. And I another so third one. No third one. What? Who? Who? You, you want to say like a talk code, of- yeah? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your I, boy. But it's. Your it's, man. it's, it's yeah, it's going to be Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton yeah. that, that, that's open. And I don't want to simplify it and break it down to these guys need to make shots, but that is essentially what they need to do. I think these guys, when they get these open looks, they need to jump on that opportunity. Chris Paul, the mid-range master. Yes. Yeah. Oh, money. We've been yep. saying defense tightens, you know, pressure rises. It's vital that they hit these open shots because it you know in playoffs it comes down to one possession games mm, and that indeed. one shot
0: missed could be could be you know the, the end of the, it the, difference. the from difference from CP3's perspective I don't think you'll find many times more apparent than this season where he will find as much space as he will just due to the calibre of players on his team in terms of the shooting calibre in particular. Yeah. He's played with good players in his time, but not, nothing to this degree mm. of shooting and offensive firepower. So he will get some really good looks. Um, mm. And as Lee was saying, it's going to be massive for him to knock them down, and I have full faith that he can do that. Mm. Strong, um, strong top. They're a top-heavy roster, mm. but God, it's
1: a strong... A strong starting five, that isn't it? Oh, it is. Oh, it is. That's going to give a lot of teams trouble. But even backed up then with, you know, TJ Warren and a couple of these other blokes, you know, Big Jock landau We've seen Jock in the playoffs. Yes. in a lawsuit
2: with Sam Newman's son.
1: Yes, I did see what? that. Um He—that's uh, a random headline. <laughs> assaulted old Sam Newman. Australians would know Sam Newman. Yeah. Um, Sam Newman's son at uh, college or school. Ten years him? ago. Yeah. Uh, so years he's bringing it.
0: Yeah, bringing it up again now that he's earned the bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's incredible. Typical human situation, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it, <laughs> it certainly mm. is. But I agree, Lee. Um, I'm excited to see what the Suns can do. They're mm. a real kind of box of chocolates at the moment, they are um, depending on card. health. And Yeah, they are. They are probably, again, granted KDs out, so he's probably not getting the respect they deserve. Mm. But when he's back, they are going to be a very, 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 strong
2: contender for the title i do want to say it's crazy how how much they i know i <laughs> there we go need the, <laughs> the phone lights out is, is we are pitch black here just now <laughs> are we i i know uh kd's only played three games for <laughs> them but how much they drop off when they don't have in the, you know they don't have them out there i think they've yeah. lost like their, maybe their last three or the three of yeah their they've last lost a couple games. on the trot now so it's like you're not that bad of a team without kd why is this happening
1: yeah, well, they've lost two on the bounce, should I say mm. Four, uh, five and five in their last ten. So that kind of speaks to to where they've been without KD at the moment. But um, God, it is. Dope. We look like a we look like the Blair Witch Project. It, it's it G- does, we're about it? to have a night vision. <laughs> camera. Yeah, actually, in your glasses, in particular, Row, like you can, it kind of does look quite eerie. on does. Uh, oh, we'll definitely have the ring light out next. Week, I, I think know, so. Fellas, I'll tell you what, the wish lists are in. There's a lot going on at the moment. East and West Conference, still so much to play out. I'm absolutely loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there is not, and especially in the coming week or two, there's not going to be a second to breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, Every game is pivotal at the moment, which I love. You know, as we said, it is so often there is a lot of garbage time at this end of the year, and that's Mm. around this time where people say, right, cut it from 82 to 70. You know, get rid of, you know, 10 to 12 games or whatever it is.
0: But this year... Every game matters, so um, absolutely, all yep. for it, all for it, guys. Oh, it's exciting end to the year. Exciting, exciting playoff like. basketball.
1: Yeah. This is what we live for. And in fairness is for ourselves, you know, it's kind of nice once the game's shortened down a little bit, Yes, once yeah. you've uh, got a day or two to digest everything. No doubt. Because, you know, with, you know, six to 12 games going on every single day, there's a lot of content to digest here. I so, um, you know, getting pretty full bellies by this time of year. <laughs> Guys, from the team here, from Lee, Rowan, myself, we hope you all have a fantastic week. We will be back next week to break down everything, all the news from around the league. Uh, We hope you enjoy all the games. We'll be sitting here next week. Certainly hope as a Lakers fan, we're pretty much penciled in a spot, but Mm. guys, Mm. anything can happen. So I certainly hope you enjoy the roller coaster that's set to be the last 10 regular season games. Till then, though, have a fantastic week, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye.